0: On today's podcast, we're going to talk about RMDs and some strategies to consider when taking the distributions. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is
1: a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling your finances. Welcome to the podcast. Once again, consumer advocate Dave Perkins here with Mo Param of Cloud Vesters, a fiduciary firm, virtual with the human touch. And there with so many throughout their financial life, helping them uh, and guiding them through their financial life. And that's all the way up to and through retirement in a fiduciary manner. Mo, how are you? Dave, I'm
0: doing good today. How are you?
1: I am doing wonderful. I love the conversations. We have fun here on Your Finances Untangled, and you get out great information, a laugh or two. And by the way, I believe we are on podcast number 100. Wow. We're here. We made it. We did. Now, last last week, we decided um, that we would um, hold off on the celebration until 104, meaning two years. That's right. A podcast. Right. Yeah. So I like that. I like that we're doing that. You know, when I was a younger man, we had REM, and we had REO Speedwagon, and now, now that I'm older, we have RMDs.
0: <laughs> when I was young, we had Run DMC. <laughs> run DMC.
1: <laughs> now it's RMD. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about today, because as it stands now until Until an if and when Secure Act 2.0 becomes law, the age that you have to take uh, start taking out of those tax deferred accounts you've been saving in is 72. So we're going to break it down, Mo. Here, uh, RMDs. Um,
0: That's right. What does that stand for? So RMDs are uh, is short for required minimum distribution. So that is when the government tells us when to take distributions out from our tax-deferred accounts like a 401k and ira uh, even actually even roth 401ks these distributions have to come out and the government tells us when age 72 currently and how much went and um, and then we have to take them out by the end of that calendar year so again these are just distributions withdrawals that you have to take from your tax deferred accounts I
1: know that in our second segment here, we're going to look at some options and the pros and cons of each on how to take out the RMDs and some good strategies there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, just looking at this, um, well, I mean, let's start with the age. I mean, it was 70 and a half, and and the original SECURE Act punched it up to 72, and now SECURE Act 2.0, still at this time of recording working its way through Congress, uh, proposes uh, kind of an immediate jump up to 73, but over a 10-year period,
0: eventually getting it up to age 75. 75, yeah. Age 75 is what's being proposed as the latest to to, to defer your RMDs. And, you know, again, we saw 70 and a half, and then uh, actually the SECURE Act kind of just crept right in uh, in 2020. Obviously, in the beginning of 2020, COVID came into to uh, our vernacular and into our world. So most people didn't weren't, weren't even aware that the SECURE Act was passed that extended uh, the the RMDs to seventy two, but like you said, Secure Secure Act two is working its way through Congress. It did get passed by the House, and it got, and it was passed pretty favorably. Mm-hmm. So my my guess is it's probably going to pass through Congress and become put in place. But yes, that that'll extend it to age seventy five, and so it, it's it's one of those things where you know for most of these accounts you haven't paid taxes on. Uh, Any of the contributions and the growth, you know, so if if you think about your your 401k through your employer, you made uh, contributions 5 percent, 10 percent, you max it out, whatever the number is uh, over the course of years. So you didn't pay any taxes on the contribution. Your employer, when they were making the matches, you didn't pay any taxes on those contributions as well. And then the growth. Right. If you think about 20 years of your 401k growing over time, you didn't pay any taxes on on anything. So at some point the IRS is going to be knocking on your door and say, "Hey, we need our taxes." And right now it's it's H seventy two where they where they will force you to take your money out of or take your uh, to take the distributions out of these accounts.
1: Yeah, and the thing about that is, I mean, one of the things that you have to be careful about in planning is that that uh, could or is it could or does bump you to a higher tax bracket? I guess it depends.
0: It depends, right? One of the factors is. When you think about t- the tax bracket, you, you have to think about your income. Well, what are your sources of income when you retire? So a typical retiree, you, know, you have a guaranteed one guaranteed stream of income, which is Social Security. So you have that income coming in. And if you're married, then you have you know, two sources of income. You have two Social Security checks coming in then you know if you're fortunate enough maybe you have a pension so some of our retirees that are that are federal government employees well i guess we're federal government employees when they're retired most of them have a pension so they have that pension coming in plus social security and then so you have the, the now you have those two checks coming in a pension and, a social, and social security and now you're being forced to take distributions from your retirement accounts that also will be added to a factor to, uh, to, to, on whether your, your tax rates will go up or not. So, yeah, so th- these RMDs have a, have a chance, depending on the size of the RMDs, to put you into a different tax bracket. Also, um, RMDs can uh, cause your Social Security benefits to be taxed. That's right. Uh, and also can increase your Medicare premiums. Because wow. all these, because RMDs are taxed like ordinary income. They're considered ordinary income um, and taxed like ordinary income.
1: So you've had it sitting in there, cooking, percolating, uh, simmering, and, and uh, marinating until you hit 72. And then all of a sudden, now you got to take it out. You got to pay the taxes. It could make your Medicare go up. It could make your Social Security tax uh, or right. make more of your Social Security subject to taxation. It could mm-hmm. put you in a higher tax bracket. Man, what can you put in place? Right, I, I, the only thing I know, because you're the expert here, is that you could start taking a little bit of the hit now and and look at some maybe some some of that going in a Roth IRA, for instance, because they're not required on that,
0: right? Um, uh, Roth IRAs, you're not, they're not required. Roth 401ks, you still have to take this. You still have to take RMDs, but the RMDs aren't taxable.
1: But it still um, could bump but, you up but, to a higher tax bracket, though, right? Is that uh, right?
0: No, they're not. Ta- they're not as income. Oh, so, I see. But you, I see. But okay, you gotcha. To, you still have to take it out. I gotcha. You you. Okay. But yeah, no, no. Th- there's a misconception that m- that many retirees uh, think that because they retired, they'll naturally be in a di- in a lower tax environment, and that may not always be the case. And, and most of the times I see, it, it's not always the case. You know, if you think about it, if, if you're if you're close to retiring. And you believe Social Security is a reality for you, and I won't go into, you know, whether Social Security is going to be around or not. But if you're, let's just say in 2022, if you are 62 years old, mm-hmm. my chance, the chances of you getting Social Security is very high, right? So you have that source of income coming in, and even if you push it back to age 70 and defer to age 70, at some point you have to take Social Security. Um, and if you've done a really great job saving, where most people save in a retire for retirement is in a tax deferred account, four hundred one k or IRA or SEP or simple whatever, whatever those tax deferred accounts. And if you've done a really great job saving, and if you've done a really great job investing, these accounts can get become pretty large. So you may you may end up not having a lot of what I will say earned income or any earned income right because you're not working anymore. But Social Security is considered income. Your pensions consider income mm-hmm. if you have one and then these distributions again if you've done a really great job saving and all of a sudden you have a distribution of 50 grand well you might be in the same tax bracket as you were when you were working wow and be I, people don't I,
1: I don't think a lot of people think that way they think um i the default thinking is well my taxes will go down in retirement
0: and remember taxes it's, it's a bracket right so your income the tax bracket may, may be the same right? uh-huh. because, you know, the tax brackets change all the time. Right? I mean, right now we're in a very, in my opinion and, and opinion of a lot of folks is that we're in a very, very uh, favorable tax environment. Oh, tax, yeah. Ta- tax uh, environment we're in right now. I mean, the federal, the, the highest, I've, the highest federal tax bracket in, in history is over 90%. Yeah. Now, granted, there was a small amount of people paying 90%, but... But the ones they, who were weren't happy. But the ones who were weren't happy. <laughs> so, you know, if you think about the way the government makes money, right? They make money by printing it. Well, we've, we've printed a lot of money. Borrowing it, well, we've borrowed a lot of money. Another way the government makes money is by taxes. And so, if with all the spending that's going on, do, who's to say that at some point the, the bill has to be paid? And the bill being paid could come from taxes. So raising taxes. And so even if your income is lower than it was during your working years, just because of the way brackets may change, you may be still paying the same amount percentage wise um, when you retire. So the conversation comes into a place where, you know, where do you, you know, how can you avoid RMDs? Or maybe how can you uh, mitigate the, the impact of the RMDs? And a lot of that is, Depending on where you're saving, right? right. Are you putting your money um, uh, over time? Because, because if you put your money, because there's really three three tax environments, right? You either have a taxable account, meaning that you pay taxes on an annual basis. You have a tax deferred account, like we're talking about right now, where you're you're deferring the taxes. You're not avoiding them. You're just kicking it down the can, kicking the can down the road until mm-hmm. a certain point. And then there's tax free. What a decision between a tax deferred and tax free is, you you may consciously or unconsciously not realize it, but you're making a tax decision. You're saying that I'd rather pay the taxes now or pay the taxes later. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, you know, which one is the best for you? Yeah. And, uh, and that's where planning comes to play.
1: I mean, it really does. And it may be a blend of the two for you, what right. works best for you. But you don't know until you sit down with someone like Mo who knows all the strategies and is well versed in the strategies and Because that's what he does. So cloudvestors.com. I'll just direct you to the website, cloudvestors.com. And you can learn more. You can schedule with CloudVestors, this fiduciary firm. We're talking about RMDs, required minimum distributions. And at this moment in time, in this day of recording, the age is 72. Now, uh, in the second segment here of this podcast, we're going to look at how you should take these. Um, how? Wh- what are the options, and what are the pros and cons of each? That's coming up on Your Finances Untangled. holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's
0: cloudvestors.com.
1: We're back with your finances untangled and mo Param. The firm is Cloud Vesters. Cloud Vesters is a fiduciary firm, and Cloud Vesters is a firm that allows you to enjoy the convenience of virtual planning, but also the benefits of working with a human who knows you and learns you. Uh, and your unique financial situation to better plan for you in your financial life. And we cover all stages on this show, on this podcast. We, we talk about all, all stages of life in the financial universe, but we're really focusing on retirement because uh, we're talking about required minimum distributions, which now the age to take them is 72, to start taking them. And uh, we talked about Secure Act 2.0 proposes eventually raising that over a 10-year period to age 75. But as it stands now, it is 72. Now we're going to look and talk with Mo about uh, what ways are the best ways possibly for you to take them. Uh, we'll look at should you wait until the end of the year? Should you go ahead and take it as soon as possible? Or should you space uh, it throughout the year? Now, before we get to that, and the, your number one thing first off is to not have to pay that 50% penalty but how oh, does yeah. <laughs> you don't want that <laughs> and that's another thing too secure act 2.0 proposes lowering that penalty but as it stands now it's 50% so when uh, th- this is a good way to start this when do you take it what's the the equation <laughs> on when <laughs> you take that first rmd how does it work
0: uh, okay so you have to take the your first rmd April, the year, April in the year after you turn 72. Okay. okay. So let's say I was turning 72 this year in 2022. My deadline of taking the RMD is April of next year, 2023. So if it, that's when I have to take my RMD for 72.
1: What if you turn 72, two? Right, let's say it's 2022 and you turn to 72 before April 1st then it's still the year after it's still the year. Even though you've been 72 for quite a while, even though you've been 72 for okay. quite a while.
0: Okay. Uh, but yeah, so they, but here's, here's the thing. If you wait till next year to take your arm in this example, right? So you're 72 this year and you wait till the following year. To, so you wait till April of next year to take your RMD. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You're not, you know, you, there's no penalty. But one thing you have to consider is, well, that year, so next year, I'm also turning 73. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's only April of the first time you turn 72, right? Uh, so it would behoove you year, to go ahead and year, do it. Yeah, every year afterwards, you have to take it by the end of that year. Uh huh. So essentially next year, uh, if you follow me, next year, I, I'm technically taking two RMDs. I'm taking the one that I had to take when I was 72 and then i se- and then I'm turning 73 that year. So I have to take another RMD that year. And that's not something you want to happen. You may right? not want that, right? Because yeah. all of a sudden you're taking two RMDs in one year, which, you know, if we had a million dollar account, give or take your, you know, your RMD for that first year is probably somewhere around $40,000. So if you're taking $40,000 twice in one year, so that's 80 grand. So basically, that can if you really look at put it. Really puts you in a different tax bracket. Well,
1: yeah. Just look at it in in the workforce terms. I mean, you bumped up from a forty thousand a year salary to an eighty thousand a year salary. To an eighty thousand a year
0: salary. Yeah. Yeah. So, but okay. so, uh, but that's only just for the first year. Every year afterwards, <laughs> it's December. You have to take it by the end of that calendar year. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, um. Well, here we go then. Let, let's look at some options here. Should you? Should you wait? Or what would be the benefits of, let's, well, let me ask you this first before we go further. To avoid taking, having to take uh, that first time, two in the same year. We talked about you turned um, 72 before April of 2022. Should you go ahead and take it in 2022, even though you don't have to until April 1st, 2023, to avoid, is that what you do to avoid having to take two in 2023?
0: I would, you know, depending on the situation, I would highly consider taking it, especially again, especially to avoid paying more in taxes, because again, taking two RMDs in one year will definitely increase your income and most likely increase your taxes.
1: All right. Well, let's look at the three options here. Um, all right. Let's look at once you get on the flow, you're you're in the <laughs> rhythm here of taking RMDs, what What are the what's the benefit of waiting until the end of the year to take it?
0: Well, if you wait till the end of the year, your your money is still in the market. And so if we're having an amazing year in the market, then, you know, uh, your million dollars continues to earn uh, throughout the year. And since your RMD number is calculated uh, based off the previous year's balance, we already know what you already know what your RMD amount is going to be for that year. So instead of taking uh, the distributions either beginning of the year, throughout the year, periodically, sporadically, um, if your money is just staying in the market earning, then as you get closer to the end of the year, you'll theoretically have more money in your account. Right. So you've been able to benefit from just great market years.
1: That makes sense. I mean, if it is a, a good year, let it sit there and cook a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, yeah, let it cook, right? Let it compound over time, even if it's just for a 12-month period, 12-month span. But again, that's that's uh, that's one of the keys to keeping the money in the market. Let it earn. Uh, hopefully, you know, as you get close to the end of the year, there's no you know downturn. But still, um, you just want to remember December 31st, <laughs> the funds have to be out of the account. So one of the drawbacks to waiting till the end of the year is the possibility of you forgetting. Right, and and you don't want that. You don't want that. Institutions where your money's being held, like a TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Fidelity, all these all these different institutions where your money can be held at, uh, they may send you a letter to remind to 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 let you know what your RMDs are, but you're most likely not going to get a phone call. You know, December fifteenth, saying, "Hey, Dave, you know, you have X amount of days to take your RMDs out." It's Man, I meant to open that letter. I meant to open that letter last week. Wish I yeah, had. It. You know, it's your responsibility uh, to take it out. So let's say your
1: your RMD is forty thousand and you miss it. So then that's an extra twenty thousand for the penalty.
0: Oh right. Yeah. So it's not even eighty. So it's 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 a hundred that year. So give or take. So it'd be four, so again, if you miss your RMD and your RMD amount was forty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a fifty percent penalty. It's so another twenty. Five zero. So that's another twenty. So remember, the only way to find the only way the IRS finds out that you didn't take your RMDs is when you file your taxes the following
1: year. But that twenty right. is not an RMD that you just that, pay
0: taxes on. That's twenty you, you give. You, you must give. give. A, you must give. So you have to take your forty thousand dollar RMD that you forgot to take the year before. You have a twenty thousand dollar penalty. <laughs> oh no. And then again, it's the next year. So now you have to take the RMD for that year.
1: Oh, that's right. So you're looking at okay. So you're looking at the original forty RMD. You're looking at the twenty thousand dollar penalty, and then the other forty you've got to take. And guess what? You got to pay taxes on all that still.
0: You got to pay taxes on all of that.
1: You don't want so to miss yeah, it.
0: You don't. Want, you do not want to miss your RMD. And so that's why one of the downsides to waiting till the end of the year is the chances of you missing it. And also the institutions that are holding your, that are holding your accounts, they're processing RMDs, you know, I've seen it, you know, for the last 18 years, you know, they're processing RMDs, you know, from December, I mean, they're processing tons of RMDs. So they may even give you a deadline that you can't wait till December 26th and say, okay, let's go ahead and process my RMDs. They may give you like the, if you don't have your request in by December 10th, we, there's, we, we can't guarantee you that you're going to, arm is going to be processed. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it before. So, but again, uh, it's just being proactive and uh, making sure that you are, um, either account uh, accounting for that, or you have an advisor, a team that's helping you making sure that you don't miss those RMDs.
1: So I guess go ahead and taking it, that's the advantage there is that you just get it out of your mind. You don't have to worry about it. You're not going to have, the danger's over of having to pay that 50% <laughs> penalty. What about spacing it through the year? Um, any benefits of that like incrementally or if, maybe if you do it quarterly through the year, you have to take it?
0: Yeah, you, you, know, you, you kind of get the benefit of, I won't say the best of both worlds, but you know, you still have, again, we'll just continue using this $40,000 um, number as a, as a, uh, as an example. Mm-hmm. So let's say you would take out $10,000 per quarter. Well, again, we're only taking 10 per quarter. So essentially more of your funds are still in the market. Again, for a favorable year, you're taking advantage of, of, uh, of your mar- of your, of your money, just earning and compounding over time. Uh, so that's one of the biggest, the, what's the, that's one of the big advantages of doing it, because if, if your money is in, again, if it's all market based investing, then you're taking withdrawals, That means, which means you're selling. So you may not want to, the, the timing of it is could be strategic as far as selling. You know, you want to sell when the market's up, not when the market's down. So maybe just spacing it throughout the year, you take advantage of, I want to say uh, dollar cost averaging, but in some aspects, it's more of just. Um, being respectful respecting the volatility of the market Mm -hmm. and taking and being strategic on taking those distributions throughout the year okay and if you're needing it for income right i mean uh, it may sound like these rmds are just terrible 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 but some people use are taking distributions regardless because they need it for income
1: well i mean that wasn't that why you saved it anyway (laughs) exactly i mean really i mean mean, yeah you've been saving you weren't sending it to the smithsonian you weren't (laughs) But but what about uh, let me ask you this uh, and maybe this could be a closing question. What if you're 68, and you kind of need it anyway, and uh, if you start taking it, then do you get credit for it? I mean, obviously it's less that percentage that you, you're pulling from it, so then the percentage is the same when you do ha- have to take it at 72, but it's a less percent or a percentage off of a lesser amount.
0: Assuming, you know, assuming no market growth, right. Or limited market growth. That's but, you, right. know, you, you don't necessarily get credit for it. It's just, you know, if you're, if the, the amount is probably smaller because you're taking distributions versus just deferring it all the way down to, to, to 72. Okay. So, yeah. So some ways to hopefully to, to try to mitigate those RMDs is take it a little earlier, right? 72 is just the, the mandatory date that it has to start. But if you take distributions earlier, you can essentially uh, try to limit the amount that's in your retirement account, which would theoretically reduce the amount that you have to distribute.
1: It's funny, though, sometimes (laughs) when I hear people say, oh, we have to take RMDs. And I know where I am in life because I'm thinking have to. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna have to for me it's not like the government's <laughs> making me do it I'm making me
0: do it I need it <laughs> yeah 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 again they're just distributions that some people are just taking naturally normally um, but you know there's ways to you know look at Roth conversions right that's a big thing um, to take a look at to see if you can mitigate it which is essentially taking some of the tax deferred money on the rates and, we're uh, currently subject to exactly paying the taxes. And then now those dollars are Roth dollars so that you don't have to pay any taxes on the on, on Roth portion. Uh, you can take RMDs and, and do charitable donations, right? So if, you, if you're RMDs, you, uh, you do some good tax charitable planning, then you can avoid paying the taxes on the RMDs. So there's, there's ways to uh, not necessarily get around the, 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 the distributions, mm-hmm. but there's ways to either mitigate them Uh, or reduce the taxes that you'd have to pay on those distributions.
1: Well, that's the great thing about cloud investors working for their clients. They're looking at the now, of course, but they're also looking at the future uh, for their clients. And and even uh, before you even have retired, uh, looking at maybe putting some things in place. So uh, when you hit 72 or whatever the age may be, at that time that the, the help take the sting out of it a little bit. Uh, and in other words, good forward looking tax strategies and forward strategies overall, that's the relationship you can have with cloud Vesters. And again, visit the website cloud and Mo, uh, a great topic. We cover, you cover all ages, you cover all stages of financial life because that's what you do at cloud
0: Vesters. Thanks Dave. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. I mean, um, for years now, we've just been helping clients navigate, untangle a retirement, untangle their finances. And um, it's been a great journey. Clients love our experience. And uh, Dave, always thank you every Friday for joining me. And uh, we'll drop this today and we'll come back next week and deliver more great quality content for everyone.
1: Of that, I have no doubt. And I always do look forward to it. And we really do appreciate you being with us on the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts.
0: Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Moise Param and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability
1: of the issuing company.